Blog yeah. Talk Radio. I expect I'll rate it higher than you, but I don't know how much higher. Right. I'll be a butter. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you start the show. Hello, everybody, and right. welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I am your host, RUScreening.com's uh, own Mark Eastman, and with me as always is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week, obviously, yeah. we are reviewing the X-Men uh, Days of Future Past. Yep. And uh, killing the box office. Really, yeah. Especially if you factor in worldwide. Yeah. It's like insane. It's really crazy. It's, I, I think it's... Uh, approaching halfway to a billion in like one weekend or something. Yeah. It's well, I think insane just, worldwide. Was it like the last thing I saw was like 250? I mean, it was just 250. The, the last worldwide thing I I saw was I think it was 367 or something. Wow. It was it. Well, what a great you know what a killer opening weekend because it's a long holiday weekend. It's right, got good right. buzz. Everything's you know like let's go see this right. film and you know the thing. Who knows? Speaking of good buzz, I haven't actually heard. Uh, this movie, I should hear a bunch of critic stuff, and I haven't heard a lot of critics saying anything either way, in, yeah. the, in the same way as a lot of movies. You know, last mm-hmm. week, Godzilla, right. you heard all sorts of critic things, and so I don't even really know what critics are saying about this right now. Um, I, looked, I, I've, I mean, I've heard a couple people like it. I've heard, actually, right. a couple <laughs> people, meh. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but I, I've seen, you know, as always, anyone who listens to the show knows we both try to stay away from looking at anything officially until we do the show or until we're sol- solid on our review. And I looked um, about an hour ago, just out of curiosity, at what Metacritic was at. It's pretty high. I think it was 74, 76. Um, the crowd response is like overwhelming. It's almost 99%. Everyone's like 9 or 10. Right. Eh, I expect that. You know, right. that's the fans. And the the average critic. Um, aside from the 74, the ones that really like it are in the upper 90s. And right. there's a bunch, 90s and 80s and 70s. And right. then you start dropping off to like, eh, you know, I didn't yeah. like this, but I like this. Yeah. And nice try, but... All right, so um, this week we don't really have a whole lot of uh, no mail or stuff like that to what? deal with. No. Actually, you know, we got a few emails that just kind of generically positive regard for our... Godzilla oh, cool. kind of stuff, but nothing that was, you know, really asking us a question. The other big thing um, before we jump in, and I know this is why everyone's tuning in, uh, we are giving away this movie on Blu-ray this right. week during the show. Right. So now, well, sort of during the show. I mean, we're not uh, picking a winner during the show or anything like that, but that would be fun, actually. Uh, so what you got to do is you're going to have to email us. At uh, you can either just email Mark Eastman at ruscreening.com. You can email questions at ruscreening.com. You can go to ruscreening.com and go to the contact page, and there's a little contact form. You can do it that way. And you're going to have to email us the secret word, right? <laughs> that we will tell you at the end of the show. You have to listen to the whole show. So. Yeah. Or you have to know someone who right. listened to the whole show and emailed you and said, this is the word, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> but we're going to jump right out with the ratings um, because I really want to. And because you're taunting me before we – I just – <laughs> Just as we sat down, I think I'm going to rate it. We did not see this together. This was the this – this, this is an actual – First time thing. Yeah, this is a this is a strange thing. Is it the first time? Yeah, because well, we've seen maybe. other films. Uh, well, we reviewed we've other some, films that were like Oscar that were films. like screeners, and, right? And, and that's different. Like that, but right. I mean, as far as a theatrical opening weekend, right. this is the first time we couldn't. Uh, we just couldn't. So, do it. so now we have no idea about right. anything. Well, I you I didn't even get to see me like rolling my eyes while right, or watching it or, or kicking the people in front of you. No, but you didn't text me at all over the weekend. You didn't. Right. You didn't shoot me a phone call. You didn't send me any emails. And usually that means you, you were out. Of t- you were out of town. I was out. Of, I was out you of didn't, state. You didn't. You know text me either. You did. I was you waiting for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was no, fantastic. Okay. That's true. So, so we so, have no so, idea. Yeah. So we have no idea. We have nothing. I actually going almost at, did text you. Sit you down and say yeah. I'm going to rate it higher than you. I said what? I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm going to wind up rating this higher than you because we were talking about. Somebody else we know who, because they're a little pouty about it, for some reason didn't like it as much. And I just said, I'm probably going to rate it higher than you. But I actually almost did text you um, right before we saw the film 
um, in New Hampshire. And I was going to tell you, because I usually deride you with information like, oh, yeah, there's something at the end of the credits or oh, we don't God, have to go. Yeah. Did you stay? Did you see the yes. end? Yes. Okay. I and was actually going to send you something to say, like oh, the by the way, stay. Ever. It, it was It was like. It took uh, off a full star for you, I'm sure. No, I because that was a long list of credits. Okay, it was a lot okay, of names. Listen, we have to we have to do the rating. We first. have to say okay. our ratings. Then we'll start. Okay, go ahead. Then we'll start babbling about other things. <laughs> I am uh, pretty solidly at eight and a half. Oh, you're gonna make me go higher now, aren't you? Like no. I have to be like <laughs> I'm not. I, I could care less. I'm at nine. Oh yeah, right. You were gonna say eight and a half. No, no, no. I was. And now you said you were gonna be higher. Even even the. Th- <laughs> so now you go. Oh yeah. Well, no. I'm reliable. Um. Even the stuff that I had a little bit of a problem with, even even however big or small it was, it's overshadowed by how amazingly cool this whole thing, like all these strings got pulled together in the right way yeah, to make I, a really, really enjoyably fun. I had a lot film. of fun with a lot of stuff. Um, there were problems I had. There were there were problems I had with the X Men in general. Yeah. So that's its own thing. Right. There, there were problems I had with. Uh, you know, some of the way the story was put together and, and stuff yeah. like that. But a lot of it was really fun. And, you know, in the end, I mean, eight and a half is pretty good. It's pretty, it's pretty, <laughs> uh, I, have, I want to make all these bad uh, things. Like, it's pretty excellent. Yeah, I no, agree. No, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing for, you know, what is this, the fifth installment of yeah. a comic book film that's gone through a bunch of different hands. I mean, an, another thing that was really awesome to see was, in in a weird way, because we talked about this both on and off the show, you know whether or not Brian Singer still had it like to do this. Right. Um, he stumbled over the last few films that either did or did not really reach his potential or his market. Like maybe Jack the Giant Slayer really isn't his forte, but right, he needed right. to work. Or, but there were no excuses for X Men. If he'd screwed this up, he knows the material. He's done two of the best installments. Right. You know, I mean. I was I was really happy to see that. Yeah, pulled I, off. I thought it was really good. Um, so there's our ratings: nine and eight and a half. So that's yep. you, you know you're you know you're about you to hear you're us rip on the movie. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> now we're going to tear apart the little things we didn't that's, like. That's how that's going to happen. While not overshadowing. But you know, uh, okay. So the the end credits thing, right? So oh yeah, right. Stay for the end credits. If you there is if something you haven't at the seen end. it yet, stay. Right. right. So there's like 15 seconds of the most absolutely unrelated <laughs> nonsensical crap that apparently yeah. is you know going to let, let you in on one. the next movies in case you don't read the internet villain or, whatever, or you don't know I mean, how to like, type a web address in uh, this is going to give it away i guess yeah yeah so anyway it's it's a crazy th- i i was hoping for just anything you know what we were joking about when i thought of two things when i saw it i went that's kind of lackluster but i i understand that they do these things right now. it's like the teaser for the new age of apocalypse film but I wonder what they can get away with doing the least of that people will still stay through the credits for. Right, exactly. And, and there, what is that going to be like one second? Well, the is answer going to be like a guy blinks. Or I something? think the ultimate answer is what they did at the end of the Avengers. They were just eating at Schwab. Right. They, like right, that was, was the nothing. perfect one, and you can't you can't beat doing less in that. And right. yet that's captivating. You watch them all, and, and yet it's hilarious. It was, it was funny. And it was interesting, great. and and I gotta I gotta say this too, especially since you mentioned the Avengers, because yeah. You know, when that Avengers thing happened, and it's this goofy, dumb thing, right? You know, we didn't have to sit there for 10 minutes no, we for that to yeah. show up. And in this one, now, I don't know what happened after that, because, like, then we left. I didn't stay right. and watch everything. But it was like some more credits happened after that yeah, or, or a, something, I think, yeah. in, the, uh, in the Avengers. They, they have some credits for a right. little while, then they have their little thing, then they have some more credits, right? Right, right. And this one, it was the very, very end of all the it. credits. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sitting there watching all these credits, and I'm like, okay, so here's my Hollywood complaint of the week, right? Right. The credits need to be reined in. The credits are ridiculous. There's a lot of people. I haven't watched all the credits in a movie for like a while and actually been forced to sit there through right. it all because a lot of the times they show you some credits. Yeah. Then they throw their thing in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Then fine, you you can watch it. This one, it was at the very, very end. And I mean, the credits on the movie, it was like it at, was like Avatar or Titanic. There were that point, many people. I don't know. It's not even that it's necessarily that many people, but I mean, 
it, you know, it was like everyone. I don't know what exactly the contracts are. Well, you got to if you work gotta, on a film, you got to be shown. No, dude, it was like it you wasn't know, like they had the napkin guy. The, yo, yes, it no. was catering napkin oh, holders. It was. You know, oh, come on, dude. It uh, did you watch I, them all? Well, I'm look, telling you, it was like the dude who like one time brought <laughs> Ian McKellen coffee <laughs> was right. so. It's, what? The difference is... It was awful. And maybe it would have been different um, if we'd seen it together. But I, I saw it with a, a bunch of friends in New Hampshire um, on the way to do these other things. And when the credits were rolling, all we did was just lean forward and talk to each other. Right. So, yeah, we, we so, watched see, you them, don't know how we crazy were, they were. We were engaged in conversation about the film, what we liked, what we didn't like, and is there anything else. Right. Everyone knows I got that app. They're like, dude, you know, it was... Me. It was ridiculous. so I didn't have to read through the. I almost did. took something off for that because yeah. it was crazy. But anyway, so um, on to the actual movie. I saw someone who did take a bit of their review away. One of the first like four or five reviews I saw like a like an hour ago. Like I said, the guy said, if it hadn't been for that, you know, a useless scene at the end of the credits, I would have rated this higher. And I went, if, <laughs> if that's the litmus test that you're giving this. But I actually, I you know, star I thought it would have been really funny if, if the X-Men had either in the future or in the past or whenever they wanted to do it, all just been sitting around a table like the Avengers, right. Shawarma, just like an in-joke within the comp, but, you know, they're not going to do that, right. and people would be all up in arms, but... It would have been interesting, actually, if they showed you something else about the future, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, some, any, just any a other little, little glimpse of right, that why it hasn't been changed, yeah. Something about what happened. But anyway, okay. So, um... I'll tell you one of my pet peeves about this movie. Yeah, <laughs> so I, was, I can't one, wait one to of, ask you one thing. One of the things that bugged me, that's cool, if you have a cool question. Yeah. One of the things that bugged me about this movie was, and this will sound strange, was okay. um, having Quicksilver in it in the way that he was in it. Yeah. So uh, Quicksilver is awesome, and everybody's talking about his scene. And the, yeah, the, the, one, the one super scene mm-hmm. is, you know, just crazy and awesome and it is awesome and it is totally okay, i was gonna say it, it if you were gonna totally draw awesome here. yeah no here's the thing that i don't like about that and it's something that i don't like in a way in almost all of the x-men movies okay somehow this pops up one way or another yeah. right yeah and what it is is uh he's in the movie semi meaninglessly and not in a sense i think true to the world in which yeah, no. this movie takes place, right? Because he's in the movie, uh, we've got our story that we want to do. And, yeah. and here's how I felt. One of the things that uh, you know took away a little bit of my rating in this movie is that I sort of felt like what happened is we wrote this movie, right? Mm-hmm. And then we said, ah, oh, shit, we have to have X-Men in it. And then we rewrote it and rewrote <laughs> it and rewrote it people, right? and found a way to include some X-Men. Right. You know, because... Really, it's like you got like the four guys, right? And uh, other than other than that, it doesn't need to be an X Men movie at all, kind of. Except that um, let's we got to throw somebody in right. somewhere. And one of the problems with it is so like Quicksilver exists just just to have an X Men mm-hmm. something, just to do something for a little while, be showing off some more mutant powers or something. And the problem with that is the way that they show him to you in the movie. You don't get any, you don't get any like real sense of him or backstory or what his limitations are or, right. or it, because if if it was if you were really in that world, I mean he's just God. I yeah. mean, why are you leaving him? Just bring him with you, right. and whatever other problems you have, yeah. you just go oh, send done, him, let him off the leash. Yeah, right. I mean, and it's and you know especially once we start progressing in time. The Quicksilver that we see in this movie, anyway, mm-hmm. I don't care what your Sentinels can do. Right. <laughs> Catch him. Like, if, stop him. If he, yeah. can, if he can do what he does in this movie, mm-hmm. we don't have a problem with Sentinels. Well, also, We've because got him. If, if, and, and we're getting into like the, and it's good because the movie expects it because it stands on it, too, like the comic book side of it. It's a loose adaptation, but it stands on it. But you're right. There was one thought I had, which is, okay. Why don't they just have him? Because if the Sentinels are quick enough to catch Quicksilver, then they haven't got any trouble catching anybody else. Right. All these difficulties with Iceman and Sunspot, everybody else that's giving them problems, no. 
If you can catch Quicksilver, then you can just stop her before she teleports. Right. Somebody. Then you can just rule There's the world. Nothing, right? I mean, then then it's all the over. The movie certainly, and and this is a little bit of why I was. It's not a distraction, but it is a detraction. You know, it's a little bit where the hit came from, um, as far as why it couldn't be a ten for me. It, it kind of shows that that's the way it wants to do it too. It's like we have to get you know Magneto out of prison somewhere, and Wolverine's like, "Well, I know a guy." Wait, what year is it? Yeah, okay, I think I know where he is. Right. Like, and that just screams like we're going to introduce somebody new. Right. You just, know, just for no real reason. And and it certainly, if if you were wrong it doesn't mean that the movie doesn't make that argument feel right. right. I don't think you're wrong either. I'm just saying, like, the movie certainly makes that seem like that's how it feels. Right. And it's weird. Like, it's and, fun. And it also... And it works, man. Think of the opposite. If that Evan Peters scene, those scenes at his house and then when he's in the Pentagon, if those didn't work, that's a real dud. Right. Like, it's great that it works. Because then you kind of forgive it and you move on. But it's not the only exactly. time they do it. Those, so. Exactly. Those scenes are really cool and they work with him in lots of fun ways yeah. so that it distracts you from thinking about it too much. Yeah. And they, they run through things, especially, you know, when he, like, tapes the guy to the awesome. elevator. Yeah. That's, like, you know, super cool. Yeah. All that stuff is, like, really good, except then you go into the other scene, and obviously you know he can move super fast. You don't yeah. know exactly what's going on, except that he can move super fast. And right. then they show that super scene. Yeah. And then you go, well, now this is a whole other thing. Yeah. Then just kind right. of moving super fast when we're trying to show it. And he it. doesn't even look like he's working that hard to move no, no. that fast. No, he's like, not. He's just he's not still even kind of like hanging right? on. Yeah. He just flicks like a mental switch right. and, and then all of a sudden goes, time yeah. stops yeah. or whatever. But see, then you get that thing and then if you're actually thinking about it, it's like, why did we even have a plan? Right. This movie should be 30 minutes long. We didn't need any... Like Quicksilver. Any, could, yeah. They had this whole the plan to Quicksilver. get him in, right? <laughs> yeah. To where he's in the thing and then steals changes into the right. guard's uniform. And you didn't need any of that, right. actually. Just All you needed quick, was, you know, he just stands outside the Pentagon for a second, and yeah. then, like, a second later, he's back with Magneto. And, and, and you almost, and I know the ultimate, you know, not the ultimate, but I know one side of those arguments is you just can't make them all, even though you actually do make them godly. Like, you can't make them all super powerful. There has to be an effort, right. an exertion. But if you can do what you're showing me you can do, there's no effort. Like, right. You should What's, just be able to do what you want. This, yeah. Why is there any movement? So anyway. And, you know, the, the thing that really makes that awful for me is that it's the exact opposite of why I like the X-Men in the first place. Why not? And then looking at, at things that the movie does well, yeah. except that I still don't – I don't like the super future because it's got all these guys that we're not going to talk about, that we're not – we're not doing anything with any character. We're just going, see, look, an X-Man, right? And right. so I don't like that. But at the same time, the future part is doing some stuff that I really do like about the X-Men. What I have always loved about the X-Men is that no one is Superman. Right. No one is just good enough to be – just because you have, like, whatever superpower, right. you're not – like, Superman could just take over the world right. all on his own if he wanted to, sure. right? And you you need the Sentinels eventually in the X Men because there's all these different X Men. Yeah. Not because there's like one guy and we could never stop him. Right. Like eventually we'd stop Wolverine. Right. If he was on his own and yeah. we'd capture him and whatever. Yeah. And no matter what X Men you're looking at at any particular time, even like really powerful ones and even Magneto, really. Yeah. What I think is cool about the whole idea is that you know you don't like kind of exist in this super superhero right. world where that's all it takes is just you. I'm just badass enough. Yeah. It's the work. And then, so in the future of this movie, you get some really awesome working together. Yeah. Right. Which I thought was really And anybody cool. who's ever read the comics knows that one of the really great strengths of it is that it is an ensemble piece. The, anybody who's only familiar with them with the films know that it's really Wolverine and the X-Men. Right. But the comics, the stories from the Hellfire Club all the way up to the Mutant Mat, all these different story arcs, it's always like they're the toughest team to get around because their weaknesses are just offset by somebody else who can fill that. Right. And, you know, and it, it goes on a ways, but... Uh, I was thinking of you because I thought two things right out of the gate when I was watching the film, and then when I when I immediately when I finished it, 
at least we finally have a superhero film that, again, doesn't just wreck cities for the sheer pleasure of it. Right. You know, like, okay, you do this Coliseum thing, which I thought was an awesome metaphor when, you know, the stadium surrounds the White House and the Sentinels and basically like, now this is the arena. Now what are we right. going to do? Humanity, mutants, on and on. I was very excited about that. I thought that was great. And I thought it looked awesome. But, you know, how good is it also? Because you often say, and I, I agree and I support it, though I don't care too much about it as as much as you seem to, but... We don't have any origins. Like, the movie just assumes you know what you're doing. Right. Like, it doesn't say, well, Wolverine got his powers this way, or this is how Batman got his abilities. we got to watch Batman's parents die again. You know, right. like, we're going right. to have to probably in the next film. But I was watching, and I was like, Mark should like this. They just, it just says, if you don't know, try to keep up. Right. But we're not going to explain anything to you. Right. But and that was kind of refreshing. But at the same time, okay, so I, I did kind of like that to a certain extent. But then, like I said... Uh, all of the X-Men who are at the end of the movie, yeah. or I mean who are in, in, the, in the future, right? right? I didn't really like the fact that we just look at them and go, okay, go. Right. You know, now, there are certain ones where it's like uh, Colossus, we've seen him before, Colossus and, 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 and stuff and like that. Bishop and all these guys. But they don't, there's a sense in which they don't really exist in the movie at all. Yeah. They, nothing, they, don't, they barely speak. Yeah. They don't, they're just, uh, you know, they could be machines. Could be, have, or it could be anybody that doesn't have to, like you've said before, too. It doesn't have to be Colossus. Just be a strong guy. Exactly. You it's, know? it's not, you're not doing yeah. anything with them. And you've got, like, uh, you've got Bishop, yeah. where you're like, I don't know what the hell he does. Right. I mean, it's like, what is his, his superpower is whatever. I mean, and, yeah. you know, you've got Storm, at least, but... But then there's, like, Warhawk and Blink, and yeah. you, like, watch them for a while and go, oh, that's what she does. Right. But, you know, does she say, like, four words in the whole no. movie? It's kind of... And in a, a weird and, way... And you're also offsetting the fact that it irritates me that it has to be the end of the world, every movie. It's always the whole the end of life sure. as we know it, right. know it or whatever. And I like I like how quickly and easily, you know, in the in the beginning, it it starts pretty fast and you're seeing the future. You're seeing the reasons that they want to go back in time of all of them. Even though I know all the stories about all the other X-Men, I know all about Bishop and Sunspot and, and how people have wanted Sunspot to appear for a long time in these films. Um, yeah. You know, in Colossus Care, as well. What you wish right. For. It, it was interesting how Blink just was so immediately, not because I knew everything about her, but was so immediately shown to be almost not fully formed as a character. I don't know where her fears or loves or right, political right. stuff, but you got her abilities and stuff right away. And she was like the most easily well-rounded of the quick cliff note characters. Right. Even though I know all the others. So I know a lot of people, a lot of fans are seemingly upset because the film didn't follow the story perfectly. And it's not supposed to, right. you know, but also that their favorite characters didn't get any screen time. And I'm sorry, you know, well, get over and, it. and they didn't you know. get anything either. They really it, didn't. If, if they're not going to get, it's not even, we, the, it's not even the screen time. It's just that they didn't get, you know, they didn't get anything. They didn't get like any attention at all. Right. It's, it's not, they even were just necessarily, fodder. They were red shirts, really. You they, know? they were. And it, and it's kind of horrible. And, you know, Blink at least gets to kind of be shown off a, lot. a little. That's what, yeah. Because, you know, there's like I said, there's this whole using your powers together stuff, mm -hmm. and there's you know, there's her opening the little portals that right. make it so that suddenly, man, that was fun. You to watch. think you're hitting someone, and yeah, then you're you totally through, they're behind you. Who and, knows? Yeah, that was as fun as watching Nightcrawler in the second yeah. film teleport around. But at the same time, you've got like you know, if you are not super familiar with the X-Men, right. right? And you leave this movie and have no idea what kind of powers Warhawk has. Right. It, no one could hold it against you. Right. They don't tell you anything. No. They don't they barely show you anything. He sees far away. He sees far away at one point. Yeah. But then it's I mean, hard, it's hard to comic, tell what that's yeah, supposed to mean. In the comic, even. he's more like Wolverine without adamantium. You know, he's a right. tracker. He's a Native American. He's big and hands strength, you know. But you don't get any of that. You just, like, he sees stuff. <laughs> but they, they monkey around. Far, they monkey around. I remember two distinct things that I overheard in the theater. Uh, and I lo I was, I'm always paying attention to the movie, but I always love hearing these things. This is not a terrible spoiler alert, but the Sentinels kind of win in the future. That's why they have to go back in the right, past. Right, right. So at one no, point, that's like in the first. Right. I mean, at one point, you know at one point, the Sentinels uh, 
they rip Colossus apart. They kill him. Right. And the guy two rows in front of me very clearly said bullshit. Like, bullshit. And he was right. really offended by this. Right. And then when Kitty Pride is the one responsible, you know, she can phase through walls, like in material. She can, right. she can turn and into like a ghost. she can send people and back in time. And now she can send back people back in time. The same guy I thought was going to voice displeasure, a couple rows away from him, a few other people were doing it. And I went, well, this is, this is hopefully going to be okay for these people because they're taking liberties. And in the confines of the movie, that's fine. Like if right. Kitty is supposed to be this temporal displacement person, okay, that's cool. Uh, I can live with that. I know better, but for right. the purpose of the story, I'll believe it. I'll give you two hours. Don't screw it up. And it works. Yeah. Like, it, I don't have to ask too many questions about it. it. it you know, it worked okay, except um, I I kind of have the same problem with it because she's in the movie, she's integral to the story, and mm-hmm. yet she's not in the movie. This is at, my biggest all, complaint. This really, is my right? biggest complaint. I'm, I'm psyched that McAvoy, Fassbender, you know, Jackman, McKellen, all, everybody, you know, right. everybody that gets the story time did great. But I'm not surprised at that. There's a lot of people like Jennifer Lawrence. All she had to do was mystique in this film was seemingly let the CGI stuff do it. She had to snarl, right. but then just like be there so they could transform her into whoever she's supposed to be. Right. Um, Storm, I don't, I don't, Storm not big real, not, not big on the whole Storm thing throughout the whole films, but you've got Halle Berry on set. You should make her do something else than what you've got. Right. There's a fair amount but of then, talent but here. But then we have to pay her for another day. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But there's a fair amount of talent here that doesn't get to do anything. And I don't know that that's because the story is too ambitious. I think it's just kind of focused on, you know, the spotlight does kind of just show on the same five or right. six people. And I'm okay with that, and it's still great to see all these things. But then I kind of had like a little bit of resolve at the end when there were other cameos from other films that show up. When the, when the storyline gets right, fixed, right. and basically it's a big F you to the third X-Men film. Basically right. it rewrites and retcons everything. Everybody in the audience was really happy about that. Because I think everybody in the audience really hates the version where Cyclops dies and Professor X dies and right. all these things. And what a really smart, fun way to just bring everything back the way you want. You it, know, Brett Ratner is basically except, like it is, and it's kind of funny when they when he you know wakes up and you know yeah. like you said uh, you know Gene is Gene's alive, Scott's Gene, alive, Gene's all, every everyone's Everybody's alive back. and everything, and he's and because you know we rewrote history yeah. and then, they explain this in the film too like what you do from this exactly. point forward is going to be history for us. We won't never know. You'll know. Right, and then right. And then it's it's actually very interesting, I thought, just because there was this weird, like, kind of Jean-Luc Picard, like, flash. Yeah. When uh, when Wolverine, like, walks into the room, and, and there's Professor X, and yeah. he's like, and Wolverine says something, and then all of a sudden he goes, oh, you're back. Right. Like, because I, he's been waiting for you. He knows. Yeah, he's been you, waiting for you to show up He knows time. you came yeah. back, and he knows we're in a, we're in a different right. future or whatever. And oh, now your consciousness is caught right. up to to whatever. Yeah. And there was this like weird like Jean Luc Picard like moment in there. It's like Riker said something funny, right. and it, he just had this different face than he yeah, usually has when he's yeah when he's Professor X. But the thing that like kind of throws me about that too, and you know the movies are gonna spin their weird webs however they're gonna do it. Yeah. But how is he ever gonna have adamantium claws now or? Because he didn't, and we changed the yeah. whole world of what happens. We got rid of the guy who does it to him. There was and there was one thing that that they you know that the friends that I saw at one point one of them said okay so you know start punching some holes in this why isn't this as fun as I think it is and I'm like I think it's a ton of fun I'm having a blast with the film but you know there's a couple things about like that moment in the 70s when Wolverine first goes back and he stands up with the waterbed stuff and that's all fun right. But he doesn't have, like, an extra 200 pounds on his skeleton. He should immediately know he doesn't have it. Like, popping his bone claws right, right. shouldn't surprise him. He should be like, man, I'm awful fast feeling because I'm not dragged down by this. Um, I actually was... Unless kind of, he feels like that all the I time. I don't know. Do I mean, know? it's just... Well, it, I would think the difference between maybe feeling for him, like 400 pounds and 200 different. pounds, it should be, I guess. Um, but but I, I like the so way that when he's, that yeah, he, he can't tell. It's his, it's his ego and his, you know, it's he, his Nazis he's, carrying around. Once the you have big. enough super strength, right. then, you Who know, what, what difference? Well, when he's under the water, you know, and basically drowning, and when they pull him back out 
and Stryker, you know, says, we'll take him from here. I thought that was a pretty smart way to segue into him getting into that Weapon X program. Because Stryker is the guy on the boat who says, we'll take him from here. Yeah, and that's except, the same guy that, that Stryker does. doesn't take him. He does on the, he does on the film. No, he doesn't. He says he is. <laughs> no, it's yeah. just deep. No, and, and, I know, and then what you, well, okay. So, well, all right. I understand what you're saying. I, I assume, I assume that there's going to be some sort we some got sort the, of dog, the something? crazy dog action going on. Um, I assume there's a bit, <laughs> he just wants to be on the radio. I assume that there's some kind of shuffle there between him getting into the program and still getting back up. Because when he does come down, well, they're going to have to make feels some kind of shuffle, some bridge there. But in the movie, what happened yeah, is that true. Mystique took right. him. That's true. So, they're going right. to have to do something. There's a little, little because do it. Right. you're going to have movies right. that are going to want to take place about in that, the yeah. future of this movie. Yeah. And he's going to have to have yeah. the adamantium claws yeah. because, I mean, I guess he wouldn't have to. But if you're going to keep side. if you're going to keep going forward now with future movies where he doesn't, that's right, going to be tricky. That's going to be odd. And that, I, that's going to be a weird thing and to try I remember and get how much everyone I behind. loathed it in that Wolverine film where at the end the samurai's drilling into his bones. Right. And I was just like, ah, oh, come on, right? You don't need this stuff. But yeah, it was, it, it was a little weird. But uh, you know, there was so much that I liked in this movie, except. One of the things that made this movie, you know, this could have easily been like nine or nine and a half. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I didn't like the Quicksilver thing. I didn't like that we were ultimately wasting so many people, really. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some nitpicky things like that and, and whatever. But one of the things that really was kind of dragging me down a little bit, and I guess it's sort of tied to the whole thing where, for me, it just really felt like we had this thing written and what we wanted it to be was the next Wolverine movie. Right. And Wolverine, and, and you just pretty much have the four guys. Yeah. And nothing else. And then, you know, someone said, no, nah, it's time for an X-Men movie. Right. So throw a bunch of other X-Men in there and right. make it happen. It just, it had such a weird feeling like that because, you know, that's who we were always focusing on. Even Beast, you don't really get a lot out of him and he's, in, he's in around like, in, like, in really the movie character yeah you know exploration or anything i mean you get he's there to like serve certain needs of right. explaining thing about explaining things about professor x and yeah how he's walking and right. serum and all that so you don't even get that much of him uh the thing that really kind of dragged it down for me was that the movie was trying to be like so talky yeah so much of the time that it was almost like, you know, it was like instead of there was a, there are huge parts, maybe like, you know, 15 minutes at a time here and there as they're going through all of the stuff where we've got to get Magneto to kind of work together with Charles. Yeah. And then and then I like that. stuff. And then Magneto still has to be a bastard, though. So that yeah. other stuff could happen, whatever. But the thing was, is there were a lot of parts that didn't feel like somebody was writing an X-Men comic book. They were writing like sort of their dissertation on, you know, the themes of this X-Men comic book or something. Uh And it was just really like kept going and going. Yeah. And it, you know, it had a lot of stuff it wanted to say that it was sort of, you know, it was saying this is why I'm cool Uh and saying the thing at the same time. Right. And so it just, it kind of, I don't know. It just felt really weird a lot of the time. And even, even like when they go to Vietnam and you have the mystique, the, the mystique uh, thing where she kind of shows yeah. off and right. breaks out Toad and, right. and you know that that little group. Yeah, that was all like so. I don't know. It was like weirdly like trying to have some anti-war message mixed in. There's a couple. It, it, yeah, it was very strange. For me, there's a couple moments where it stumbles when it's trying to do something. Important, and I feel like it wasn't just a throwaway scene. There's, and some of the stuff that I didn't like the most was um, when they start establishing the 70s. Like, not, I get you want to have some jokes, but it felt like they were taking the opportunity to make sure Pong was in and to make sure Waterbed, like really pushing like the troll dolls. I get it. It's a different time, and we're going to see that through Wolverine's recollection of being like, wow, I forget how weird this was. When they do that 
when they do that Vietnam release, I felt like that was something that probably should have just been on the DVD special extras. Right. Like that should have been a scene that was cut, and we just see these guys later somehow. Right. And I know that they want to like get that get Havoc and get Toad and all the other guys that are really like weirdly soldiered they, they, up. They want to get people a little bit but more if you time. if you put yourself into that corner, you got to find a better way out than that yeah. scene because it goes on too long and it isn't as interesting and it doesn't show anything right. except what you want to to later have is Mystique is on her own. Like it exists for that one line where she's like, is Eric here? And she's like, I'm on my own now. That's the whole thing. Wasn't wild about that scene and I, and I really didn't like the tongue-in-cheek thing that they did with JFK being a mutant. You know, right, the, whole, right. the whole Magneto is in prison because yeah, of the was secret a, bullet that thing. Was odd, right. Like, that, I understand it, and I get it. And it's really cool at that moment to have Mag, you know, to have Magneto basically be like, he was one of us, Charles. Like, right. that's a neat moment, but that's just total crap. Like, that is just, right. it doesn't work. So cut it. Like, don't even, and they put that prominently and it doesn't, in, like, some it doesn't teasers. fit in an interesting way It doesn't anyway. move anything forward any more than what we already need to know, which is... The Sentinels are here, and they're not going to stop. And like they're just going to get worse, and things are going to our people are going to die. That's all you need. You don't need to. And you had plenty of reason to put you know him away for life right. without JFK. Right. One of these cute kind of interweaving kind of story things, and I didn't like it. You know, no. it was it felt like too forced. Yeah, and you know, I'm getting kind of one of the weird things too is that eventually you see like movie after movie after movie, right? Yeah. Where we have to sit through the X Men over and over again. And eventually, there's stuff I don't want to see it anymore. Yeah. And you know, there's something to be said probably for when it's you know like 20 years later and we're <laughs> making another X-Men movie, then we can do it again. Or like you know, the Batman movies have to restart all the time. Like yeah. you know, I don't want to see the beginning of Batman ever again. I know. I don't want to see anyone keep doing it. You yeah. know. You know that's it's unnecessary for one thing. You don't have to reboot something just because you're going back to it after a while. Right. You know, okay, we get it. And if somebody wants to see it, then they'll go rent the other movie or whatever. But, you know, Magneto being in jail, I don't want to ever see again. I've seen it. I'm so over that happening. And, you know, that's one of those – it was funny because I saw this with my son. And uh, I I was talking to him about this on on the way home about, like, Super nitpicky crap, mm-hmm. where uh, you just refuse to suspend disbelief, and right. you're you're basically just being a jerk at the movie. Yeah, and uh, so I was like, you know, the jerk thing that bugged me about this is that the guys have guns that are guarding him, right? Because they're plastic guns, but the stuff that you uh, use to create an explosion in a bullet is a metal. Yeah, yeah. and. And I'm like, you know, that just doesn't make sense. And they don't need guns. Right. What are they, if there's no metal, what do they need guns for? They right. just need sticks. Right. right. I mean, he's just a guy as yeah. long as there's no metal. I don't know. And so that, like, irritated me, except that so later we could have a gun or whatever, right, the, right, right. whatever the hell. But I'm just tired of seeing him in, in prison. We've seen that, you know... It, I mean, Mystique jabs somebody with iron to stick in his blood so I that love he can that scene. bust it out. I, love I it. thought that was pretty I cool. That was great. Yeah. But now I've seen him be in jail a I've lot. I've seen him get out right? twice. Right? And, right. and it's not interesting right? Right. Right. <laughs> anymore. And it's just an excuse to come up with some goofy way to break him out. And right. I, I don't know. It's just we don't need to do it anymore. He didn't, he didn't need to ever be in jail in this movie. No. Really. We could have just had him somewhere else who knows what yeah and then it's just like this i have this cool gag to right. tell wolverine when i'm way in the future so where were you at the time oh right. well so let uh, me tell you about this and it's just like yeah. and yet at some point he yeah. really did get out before wolverine created a plan to get him out so how did he get out then right and how come that doesn't exist in all the other stuff we've seen before right because he, well, and that I actually thought about that too. I thought like there would have been an interesting, an interesting thing if like they're leaving Quicksilver, Wolverine, Xavier, Magneto. They're all leaving, right? And then you kind of see Toad and Mystique and those guys kind of pull up on a different road, and then you to you try know, and bust them out, right? Because you know somebody was going to be successful. That would be cool, you know, because all you have to do is understand that those repercussions are there, right? And and that would have been a fun thing because it wouldn't have taken more than a second to film, but. Or if they would have like addressed it, or if, just they, if they would have just mentioned it, if, right? If you like, how'd you get if, out if anyway? He would, if he would have just said like, you know, it's uh, it's like two months too late, 
right. for when I really got out. Right. So you're going to have to bust me out. Even, even just anything. anything simple, like he's like, you know, I'm going to get you out, but how did you get out anyway? And he's like, well, I had surprisingly friends in different places. You know, just right, something right. vague to, to allude to it. But anyway, so. Right. Anyway. Well, it's strange. Okay, so we're 40 minutes into the show, and we've been bagging on it left and right. Right. Because that's how it works. So how, how, do you, how are you giving this an eight and a half then? Because it was a lot of fun, and I loved a lot of the things that yeah. it did right. It was, it was very fun. And, you know, like I, I was telling you before, this movie is a different kind of movie than, like, X-Men, X-Men 2, yeah. you know, certain other of the, like, the original the Wolverine, right. or, you know, whatever the, yeah. the like, one-off things. Uh, some of them are good. Some of them are, are not that great, whatever. Um, but, like, the first X-Men... Um, like I like I said, I think a perfect explanation for it actually is that when I saw it with my son, uh, when we walked out of this, he was like, "Yeah, that was good," but you know, the X Men movie is like, "Woohoo!" Like right. that movie is just like a roller coaster ride, yeah. and and trying to do you know as many crazy things as it can and show off all this stuff and just yeah. like just have fun. Just, yeah, we're not trying to you know preach any you know, third year philosophy at right. you or anything. Yeah, right. We're just on a roller coaster ride. And this movie is whether it works or doesn't work or it uh, yeah. is really does a good job at it or not. It's what it's trying to do is like I said, be a lot more talky and it's, yeah. it's a lot slower for a lot longer. Yeah. And even the things that happen, you know, there is using your, uh, <laughs> there's using your powers to do something where people are going to go, whoa, that's like awesome. And then there's using your powers to like lift a stadium out of the earth and fly around with it for a while. Right. And which it's cool, I guess, yeah. but it's not like, you know, flashy action or yeah. whatever, you know, right. there's a, there's a lot of using your power in this movie that it, it's just a different angle yeah. that we're after, you know? Yeah. Wolverine is not getting in a fight with somebody every ten minutes or, you know, whatever. It's right. a, it's a lot it's a little bit like, you know, the middle part of the last Wolverine movie too, where it's you know, we're we're thinking more and right. not just right. having the battle on Hitting the train the part. Yeah, right? right. Right. And this one there's there's just a lot of that. But I I loved a lot of the things that it did right. Another thing that I'll tell you that uh, I kind of didn't like, just because they they kept harping on it and it was so hard. Yeah, <laughs> was uh, getting Mystique to not kill the guy. Like did I who yeah. I can give you that for a while. Yeah, but eventually, when you know Xavier can get in her mind and right. go, look, this is what the future looks like if you kill him. Right. It, it, you, I know you want to kill him, but you're going to kill us all if you kill him. Right. At some point, she's got to go. Well, I mean, all right. Right. I, I guess. Right. I guess right. I won't. And, uh, we'll try something else. And yeah, yeah we'll we'll do right. something else to make sure that his life is horrible or something right. or, you know, even if you just like. You know, in a week, we'll quietly make him disappear. Right. And, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the thing that really, in a very, very weird way, irked me just because I predicted something the movie was doing. Yeah. And then it turned out, no, that's not what it was doing at all. And then I didn't like it because then, as you know, uh, frequently we will tell you about how the movie would have been a million times better if we'd have made it. If we'd just done it. Right. Right. Because what I expected was that the whole thing was a plan. Yeah. And you just didn't know it. Right. And at the Instead. end at the end of the movie, you would get the cut scene back to when they were on the plane mm -hmm. and Xavier would go, Okay, Eric, here's what we do. Right. You be a bastard. Right. Good scare, cop, bad scare cop. the hell out of right. everyone. Right. But then, you know, we'll, we'll, let her, we'll yeah. save them yeah. from you, and then that will spin the whole world in a different way, right. and we'll keep Mystique from killing him, and we'll make mutants look good. And, right. And then it will, like, discredit him. Or, and, and, like, the whole thing where he takes over the Sentinels yeah. and makes them do his bidding, right? Yeah. Which makes no sense. <laughs> Because just because you line a bunch of metal into a thing doesn't mean that you've like taken over Rewired programming, programming or whatever. But anyway, but I was willing to let that go. Right. 
um, it, it was odd, but it was you know not a big deal. But I thought this, I thought this should all be their plan. Yeah, this should be the whole you know faints with them faints kind of yeah. scheme that they've devised. And no, it's just right. It's just and it should have happened. been a series of contingencies. Like if we have to, you do this. And if you do that, then we'll go to this plan. And it's not going to be that complicated. We're all going to pretend to be the good hat, bad hat I guys, thought so. that's what was going to happen. And then all of a sudden it didn't yeah. happen. And then it was weird because then I was trying to, like, rewatch it. Right. From, with a from different really perspective of it not yeah. being like that. And I'm going, wait, now what? Yeah. Anyway, but but there was a lot of fun. And it was it was kind of, you know, the first X-Men movie was very fun in, the, in its own way. Mm-hmm. And this movie was a lot of fun in a different way. And it was kind of, you know, especially with the good part of Quicksilver. Right. Because that was so fun. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was so such worried. a weird blast. I had no idea happened. how much he was going to be in the film. And I like Evan Peters, especially, you know, primarily. He's in Kick-Ass, too, which is kind of a, an interesting thing I'd forgotten. But all of his American Horror Story stuff right. the last few seasons, when he's been in that show, he's been great. So when they're like, oh, he's well, going to be... Well, in the last season. Well, not the last zombie. season, but, but um, <laughs> yeah, the first two. Um, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be really cool. And then I saw his outfit, and I'm like, oh, no. Right. I, I didn't want to be one of those fan but guys. But he's so old school. But he looks like so weird. That's, that's what he you know? And I was like. like, this film is going to be a trash heap. Right. Like, the, the sheer happiness of having that whole thing open up and be, you know, for like the 20 minutes or 30 minutes that he's in it. Um, it was, it was awesome to just see it get pulled off and pulled off done right, you know, and, and to be in a way like how I felt at the end when the future timeline had erased all the stuff I didn't like about the other films. I'm like, Oh man, what a, what a crazy, like subtle way to just rework everything right. to your favor. Right. Um, but I'm like you. I had I had fun. There were a lot of allowances that I had to give it. There were some things that just kept sticking out where I was like, oh, that's kind of annoying. Move past that. I actually thought what you were first going to say about Mystique was, you know, at the end when he's giving her the ability to not shoot Trask and it's panning to her, panning to him, panning to Trask. And it does this like nine times. Right, right. I thought, yeah, that was probably two too many. Like you, you don't take that long to make the decision. There's and the dramatic. There's just a lot like of gone. talking to her about right. it, and right. her just going, "I don't care. I'm yeah. gonna kill him." And you know, I could appreciate that. Right. To a point. Right. I could when, too. You know, it's like, uh, I, you know, I could see really wanting to murder someone, and someone going, "Nah, you shouldn't murder him. Come on, be a good right. guy." And you go, "Yeah, I really care." Right. Okay, well, actually, uh, yeah. the whole universe implodes right. if you kill him. I did. Well, I actually okay, find I won't kill him. There was a moment where I was like, okay, I know the source material well, and I'm watching the film, and I'm thinking, okay, this is this is really fun, and everything's happening. And when they go to the Paris meeting, and then he just randomly decides to shoot her in front of everyone, like this is not the plan. Now he's like, sorry, I got to make sure this doesn't happen. Right. I was like, man, this thing's gonna take off crazy now. Like, who knows what's right. gonna happen. I just had I had so much that, fun. That with was it. a lot of fun, and uh, okay, except, oh, I didn't like the curving bullet there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just because it's a smart bullet, but just I mean, just because you can curve the bullet because you're Magneto doesn't right. mean that you can see things that you can't I see now. But I guess you're just you're thinking too much. I guess man. if he would have really been in control, then she'd be dead, right? Right. But it's because he couldn't that right. he only grazed her, you know, wounded whatever. Yeah. Anyway, and. But a lot of that was fun, and you know what I thought was really fun about that is a lot of that part started looking like it was filmed in the 70s. It really did. And it was it was going back and forth between when what you're watching is supposed to be the people filming it then. Yeah, like a Zapruder so that kind it, of thing. So that it looks like it was filmed in the right. 70s. Right. And the thing you're actually watching is... is yeah is given a different kind of tint, tint to it. Yeah. You know, it's, they're kind of making it, was, it, they're shifting just a little bit so that it has that feel to it. That yeah. was really cool. Yeah. And <clears throat> like I said, a lot of that stuff is fun. And, you know, this is just how we always are when there's, right. it, I don't have to say it was awesome a million times. The other, the one thing that stands out is that I thought the acting was really was great. Really great. Jennifer Lawrence, like you said, does not get a lot of chances. Yeah. To really do much. She doesn't do bad anything. Interesting, she's doing, right? right? She just doesn't have the chance. But uh, but everyone was really good, yeah. and uh, even you know I every time I see Hugh Jackman as Wolverine again, 
right? Every time I'm forced right. to watch him again, I go into it thinking at some point I'm going to get sick of him. Yeah, I at, don't. at some point when it, it, right. it's going to go on long enough that I'm going to go, ah, you know, or at some point he's going to just kind of rest on his laurels yeah. and, and not and not really be given it <laughs> yeah. everything to make it really good. And like the last Wolverine movie, yeah. as much as they're weird story things, yeah. I thought he was awesome in that yeah. movie. And in this one, he's really good, even when he has to do a whole lot less yeah. that's just kicking people's ass. Right. He, and has, he has to, it's fun to see he has him as to a mediator. play off of the other characters and everything, and it's really good. Yeah. That whole part where they're on the plane ride yeah. was really fantastic. Right. And all of them, and you know, I got this weird feeling watching it. And uh, you know, sometimes you watch enough movies, you start to <laughs> you start to see like past the movie or whatever. Yeah. But I just had this feeling: the three of them on that plane doing the crap they have to do, and at one point, you know, uh, Magneto is almost crushing the plane on right. them all, and and all of the ups and downs of it and everything. And I was like, you know, they just all think that the other person is really cool. Yeah. Like they're all they're all in awe. They're of all another. like waiting for the cameras to stop so that they can like get their autograph. Right. I mean, they right. all just have this. There was just this kind of aura about the whole scene where they just all yeah, I agree. think the other people are really yep. cool, and it was so much fun to watch that scene and watch them be able to deliver off. Of we don't show. have any. We don't have any snippets from the film. But what's funny is a few days ago I saw an interview with James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, and Hugh Jackman, and they look like that. Do, I mean, they've done a bunch of press already for it. They're going to keep doing it. They looked like they were in awe of each other still. Like right. they were all talking about each other's performance in and out of this film. And it, it looks like it would have been a really fun thing to be on. So Yeah, it it was... Uh, did you... Because we get close. Did you see it in 3D? I did see it in 3D. I, I did not. Okay. So I wonder if there was that's anything... A, that's a good thing we should mention. First of all, uh, because... We mention this a lot of the time. Yeah. The trailers are not fooling anybody. Right, right. And, and the, the trailers. Thing is, did you get what you thought? The trailers are, I think, you know, as, as good a representation of a movie as you get from any trailer. I mean, I think yeah. they, they lay things it out. It doesn't mislay anything. Yeah. And, uh, and, but, you know, this is one of, one of those things where that could be the other way really easily. Where yeah. for an X Men movie, you could get some trailer and then show up to the movie and go, whoa, I didn't right. know it was about this at all. Right? right. And no, this one is pretty straightforward. I thought the 3D in this was really kind of a waste. Oh, yeah. I did not get much of anything yeah. out of the 3D. There were even there were a couple of parts where some stuff happened and I was like, is this in 3D? Like, that should look very different if I'm watching this in 3D. When we started watching it, and we didn't see it in New Hampshire in 3D, um, with all the first future battle with Blink and all the teleportation stuff, I was like, shit, this is going to look beautiful. Yeah, this must be amazing. Some of that stuff was cool And then I kind of 3D. phased out, and, was, and then I kind of I remembered thinking of it later, like when Wolverine finally gets dressed and is out in a 70s car, you know, and that kind of stuff. I'm like, I don't really see much benefit to right, this one. No, there, there was, there was, but I was worried at first. There I thought maybe few, we should have seen it in 3D because of that. There are a few moment, moments where it's pretty cool, right? Yeah. But then a lot of the movie, it's not going to do much. In, you know, two people yeah. sitting around a table talking is right. the exact same in 3D as in no matter what. 2D, yeah. right? Right. But then there were some, there were some times when he gets on that train and he starts you know, tearing up the tracks and making yeah. the things fly in order to do stuff. And it just, that like stuck out at me. Like I was going, why does this not look like it's 3D? Right. It was, it was what about weird. like all the Cerebro stuff where he's all the figures in the red. Yeah. The, the Cerebro was that fairly cool, cool, but it also was not, yeah. I was it, just curious. It, it was not massively 3D looking like, yeah. Ooh, this is awesome. I, that I was, was, that was a part that I both loved and hated yeah. Yeah. in the movie. I, I liked it in a, certain way and then in another way in the back of my mind I was going you know as much as he is a good director and does mm -hmm. well with the X-Men movies and whatever there's still something about this movie that I'm kind of like did somebody who really likes the X-Men really make this movie you know I mean it's just mm -hmm. like there's just this weird you know I don't know what it is but like it's it was very different in the first X-Men movie right 
in the first X-Men movie, I kind of was feeling like, you know, we actually got a comic book movie by someone who really loves, loves comics, and, comics and, yeah. and all that. And this one, I, you know, there was like little hints huh. of, I kind of was I like, didn't get that. I kind of was feeling like it was made by somebody who thinks, ah, I can make it better. You know, <laughs> I, I can make the X-Men more cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I guess. It just was. I just feel like, you know, just do the thing that you're Let doing. Let them do what you're right? doing, right? I mean, do it right. Every time someone directs a movie of something, does not have to be, well, I can show you how I could tell that story better right. than you did. You right. know, I mean, I don't right. know. I, I thought there were, like, hints. But, but overall, like I said, it's weird because when you walk out of this movie – I liked it a lot, but you still don't walk out kind of going, yeah, like, whoa, that was awesome. Yeah. And did you see that when this happened? And we walked out. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say we walked out in, in a way like that. It wasn't like mind blowing stuff, like a film you see that changes a lot of the groundscape. Part of it was that it ended on such a funny, like kind of backhanded compliment way. Like I said, it retconned the last stand out. Right. So everybody that walked out was like, yeah, they're back. Like, they didn't kill these. Like, that's awesome, you know? And I think a part of what I was feeling was it, it's not a, a faithful adaptation of the comics story, but they didn't screw it up by going so loose that they had all... And by untangling it, you have a lot of opportunity to really get in your own way, you can, especially with time travel crap. You right. got time travel, superheroes, mutants, government footage, like all these different things. And he kept the balls in the air pretty much all the time, like right. maybe a stumble here or there. And I was really partially just happy that it didn't screw up, right? you know, and part of that is because I'm not, you know, I wasn't solidly sold on Brian Singer because he's had a few stumbles. Like maybe he had really good stuff in the beginning and he's losing his way. I don't know. See, and you know, another thing with the end there and as you know, it's the very end of the movie. So yeah. boom, here it is. Right. And that, yeah. that's how the end <laughs> yeah, of the movie works, yeah. right? It's not like you, uh, you know, you, you solve the problem yeah, and then you go on for another half hour. Right. That, that's not how movies are, right? Right. But even knowing that that's how it is, I kind of felt like if this is what you're going to do at the end, give me a few more minutes of it. Yeah. You know, do something right. that kind of adds a little more detail, especially because what we're saying now is that in the next movie, we do anything we want. Right. And give right. me something that makes it, first of all, make all those people show up for more than one day. If you're going to pay they for really were there the for a day. They really were I there mean, for a day. Uh, you know, Anna Paquin's in the movie for like that's a, 10 seconds. That's a blink and miss it movie. <laughs> I mean, really, she's there. Yeah, exactly. You might actually not even catch right. her. If somebody's talking to you so or you fat. lean over for popcorn, you're, you don't get it. Right. You know? And then, not only that, but you've got, you know, we've rebuilt the whole uh, relationship landscape right. from the Again. end of the movie. Right. And, you know, yeah. let us have like a few more seconds to enjoy that happening. Yeah. Or, you know, the fact that Cyclops shows up again. Right. You know, give us more that, you know, he says like a sentence. Yeah. I mean, just right. anything. Yeah. If you're going to go that far into like crazy town of what's happened before, yeah. then I feel like you should like lay that, that out a, a, bit. a yeah. little bit more. And in the comics, at least one of the things that was always great was fights and stories and characters. But for me, as long as the X-Men were at the mansion, at Xavier's school, the downtime was really interesting. Watching right. them interact with right. each other. In, in it, it's not all danger room stuff. It's just them out in the backyard, right. you know, playing, doing having, something, having, having a baseball having game. Having to figure like, out how to exist. Right. As getting along with people, each other and showing right. character through those moments of playing basketball. No powers. Like, right. they, they would always do these things. And, you know, I could have also lived in that moment. But I was also just excited that, you know that it was back. Right. That, but it, it certainly did. Everybody, as much as like what you were saying, everybody on the plane being kind of in awe with each other and hoping to get like some pictures and stuff, that scene certainly had almost everybody that was back for an hour, you know, on set to get right, some catering. Right. They had like a little smirk on their face, like, I'm only here for a second, right. man. Let's just do this. Right. It, so, it was, uh, it was I, weird. I think it's, I think it's, no surprise that it's doing so well. I'm very excited it's doing so well. I think it's the film that everyone should go see if they want to see a summer action film. Like, someone asked me if I had to suggest this or Godzilla, what would I tell people to go see? And oh, I thought, that's, that's, sure. that's kind of goofy because you cater to someone's 
you know, <laughs> well, point of view. They're hard but to compare. All but... things are equal. It's this, right? You know, this sure. is this is the most fun that I've had with the summer films, and I think we're only two films in. So, oh, for sure, yeah. You know, this was uh, I count Captain America and I count the other films, even though they were back in April. But this was actually, but this is a lot, you of know, fun. better than I expected. And as we usually do, yeah, uh, we bag on it a lot. I know, but, but we it, loved it. It was a lot of fun. It's so great. The uh, live show is about to end, and I think we've covered this yeah. movie as well as we need to. The secret word, just, oh, yeah. just because Quick. I'm going to screw with people, is Banshee. <laughs> oh, God. I thought you were going to be so, like Maleficent. <laughs> <laughs> no. Which and, is next uh, week. Yeah. Next week we will be back. But we're going to be doing a million ways something to die else. in the West. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. All right. I probably have to see them both anyway. But thanks yeah. for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week. Yeah. And uh, be sure and share and whatever. Hello, and everybody. enter to win this movie when it comes out on Blu-ray. Right. So thanks. Yeah, bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.